Well, night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep. Welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. Tonight it's uh, uh, tonight it's uh, Tales of Lady Witchbeard, our ongoing serial story about our good friend Lady Witchbeard, a pirate witch. But all you have to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. We're going to do the rest. Maybe I said that already. I don't know. Sometimes I get you know turned inward. Uh, but what, what are we going to do? What's the plan? Uh, what, what the hell is this guy talking about? Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to attempt to do. I'm going to attempt to create a safe place. I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders, uh, long asides, plenty of exposition. If you love exposition... Even you probably can't stay awake through this exposition coming up later tonight. Uh, action that is neither blunt nor sharp. It is uh, uh, concave action. They say, geez, I never heard of that. Yeah, well, it's like a post-new wave. Uh, because there's, it was like a slow, we do a slow wave. You know, you've heard of the new wave, or you might have. Uh, true font. 400 blows. This is the slow wave with 400, you know, lulls. And, you know, so I have to start randomly talking about stuff that has no, you know, usually has a vague connection to what we're talking about. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to attempt to use those tools that my, my uh, in my, you know, limited, the tools that I have at my command, I guess I'd say, or at my, maybe I don't have quite command of them. But whatever, tools I'm learning to use, the tools that I've honed, or the skills I've honed using the tools, the boredom, I'm honing the hell out of some boredom. But like I said, I'm going to create a safe place. I'm going to extend my voice and my hand, you know, virtually across the deep, dark night. Uh, holding in my hand will be a torch that is neither light nor dark, a torch of gray areas. Yeah, I'll say, geez, well, that's not harsh nor frightening. It, it removes... I guess it doesn't remove shadows. I can't quite say yes. This is the the uh, the, the the special torch of gray that I carry. You say, well, I'm seeing other colors. I said, well, geez, it's in color. It's just it's a it's a saying in gray gray area. That's the only thing. You know, if I thought anything more snazzy, it might keep you up. The torch of the dream. You know, the gig. But I'm gonna what I'm gonna try to do is distract you from whatever's running through your brain, whatever's got you up tossing, turning, mind racing, body burning. Maybe your heart or your feelings, you know, are hurt or stirred up. I'm going to take a silly, be a little bit silly, a little bit friendly, you know, like I said, long, soothing tones. And I'm going to do my best to distract you while we walk across the threshold of the night here. And uh, you you go into dreamland, and and we try to keep all those. I call them brain bots, but there's a whole lot of other things. And for those of you that fall asleep during the uh, long drawn out metaphor, it's long drawn out metaphor time. Uh, buckle your sleep belt, as they say in the uh, sleep related joke business. I'm attempting, you know, sleep related joke school. Four thousand dollars. Learn to, well, I'm still working on that, but it's not important. But a lot of times at bedtime, your mind just starts getting all, you see, Jesus, just got quiet. I'm ready to go to bed. I drank my chamomile tea. I've got some, uh, you know, incense or smells good stuff, nag champ or whatever that stuff's called, or maybe you got something else going. And you say, geez, I'm, 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 I'm using some imagery. I'm feeling like I'm in the ocean, peaceful ocean, sun setting. I got all that going. I had some quiet time. I reflected on the day, gratitude stuff. But even with all that, I lie down. My brain starts racing. Well, that's what I'm here for. And why, who, why would I be the one honing the distracting skills? Well, a lot of times bedtime is like getting ready to go on a trip, and you say, well, geez, what's that? what do you got to do to get ready for a trip? A bunch of crap. 
But it's all pretty, you know, he said, just pack the pack, you know, buy your tickets, make some plans. Those are all things that I think in the business world they call actionable items. Uh, but then just like that, you say, okay, that's pretty simple. I'm going to get home from work and I'm going to pack. I should, maybe I should have packed a couple of days ago, but I was pretty busy, you know. Say, so, well, I get home from work, I'll pack. And then you get home from work, you say, okay, well, you know, I got about six hours here to pack and maybe I should do that. Well, Jesus, this stove really looks gross. When was the last time you cleaned the stove? Now, meanwhile, this part of your, this voice in your, my brain, possibly you can relate to it, say, well, hey, wait, weren't you just yelling at me because I never cleaned the stove? Uh, didn't you tell me I'm powerless to clean the stove? That's one of the stain. The stain in the stove is a reflection of the stain of my, my existence, you said to me. And I said, that voice says, well, hey, here's your chance to clean that stain up, buddy. We got a bunch of time here. Why don't you clean the frick? Okay, well, maybe I'll start cleaning the stove. Great idea. And then you, you say, Jesus, this was my one clean pair of shorts. And all of a sudden, I'm de- elbow deep in uh, degreasing and stove stuff, stove buildup, dried quinoa, dry, you know, other things. They say, geez, that's black. And is that tar? I don't remember eating or cooking tar. And then you get that on your sweaty, you're, you're a little bit, you say, okay, well, maybe, okay, well, a couple more hours. Maybe she, well, geez, what about all this, uh, what about behind the stove? And then I say, no, I'm not emotionally equipped to clean behind the stove. I'm sorry. You can shame me, but I'm just, okay, well, what about the, uh, you know, what about all that stuff over there on that side of the kitchen? Okay, well, maybe you're right. Maybe I should bang this whole kitchen out. And then you say, okay, well, let's see them cleaning here, sweeping. That. Okay, to get that done. Okay, now, am I, what about the, geez, can't you, this kitchen's, you got your fridge. You forgot about all the stuff in the fridge. Oh, yeah, you're right about that. And you start doing, well, geez, you're going to leave the trash can like that? You got to clean the trash can. What are you, you Neanderthal? Okay, yeah, you're right about that. And they say, but the one thing you needed to do, they say, Jesus, that would have actually relieved the most anxiety was just to pack your stuff and then do all that other stuff. But for some reason, and maybe self-drama, self-sabotage, maybe a love of, uh, I don't know, like, right, you know, we say, Jesus, I like going to the dentist because it hurts, something like that. I don't know what they call it. I think they call it a... Uh, whatever, masochistic, whatever it is, sadist or masochist, I don't know. But you say, she said, okay, well, now I'm going to pack. I said, well, she said, aren't you going to clean the bathroom up? Well, it's kind of clean. I'm not going to be, oh, boy, you, what kind of person are you? Uh, so I don't know if anything like that, that's when it's time to pack to go on a trip, what it's like in my brain. And, and I gave you the sanitized... Uh, friendly uh, PG version in one voice and not the usual 40 to 50. But usually it's pretty, you know, usually it's only a couple driving that train. But then it's like, boy, you got to eat dinner, man. What, what about dinner? Didn't I just clean the kitchen? We well, you You're not going to order food. That's not how, okay, oh boy. So I don't know if any of you go through that at, at, at time before going on a trip or at bedtime. It's just the same stuff. Like you get in bed, it gets quiet. Well, why didn't you, uh, wait, did you set four alarms? No, because my alarms worked the last 364 days. Okay, if that's how you want to do it, good luck tomorrow. Well, I don't even have anything, which, okay, your business, go ahead. Go. And you start saying, well, so... Instead of going down those roads, I've been down them, and believe me, you don't want to go there. Oh, you don't want to go there. So I want to save you the trip. I want to distract you. And for some reason, even though I can't practice it always in my own life, if I start talking like this, a lot of those uh, clean the kitchen brain, clean the fridge, you know, do the other stuff brain, internal harassers, I think we could call them. And they say, well, geez, maybe say, well, let's not be so accusatory of those guys. They're doing, okay, but no, we're internal harassers, uh, I can distract. For some reason, they like listening to me. And they say, well, geez, maybe this this guy reminds me of me. I like his, that's what they say, because I, unfortunately, I'm just like them. Uh, so that's the plan. That's what I propose. That's a mouthful. That's an earful. Maybe you're asleep. That's, that was, a, you know, that's the, this is stage one of the rocket. That will take forever to even get off the ground. 
But the main thing is I'm here. I've got a good intention. I'm good at these kind of like telling stories, like trying to make a metaphors to make sense of stuff that doesn't say, Jesus, it should make sense. Come on and pack. It should be simple. It's not, though. Not for me. I've tried the breathing. Sometimes that works. What do they call it? Mindfulness. That works. But not, you know, sometimes you fall in quicksand. What can I say? And it's in the middle of your kitchen. And you say, well, I'm cleaning this quicksand pit in the middle of the kitchen that formed. Uh, cancel the flight, cancel the vacation. I'm just going to clean this quicksand pit here for a week or a week or so. So I don't know. Uh, that's why I'm here, to help you fall asleep, to distract you. Hopefully I didn't stir anything up. Because I'm perfect. You know, now that I got that out of me, I say, Jesus, this is, you know, trying to live in acceptance here that I'm, a, you know, a bit of a loan. But I'm glad you're here. Give this up. You give the show a couple of tries. You know, research it if you say this is kookier than a nuttier than a pecan log. That's one of my favorite lines. I can't say that I definitely made that up, but I've been saying it for a long. I'm, I'm nuttier than a pecan log. But I'm glad you're here, and I really hope I desire and I yearn to help you fall asleep. All right. So thanks for stopping by. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another tale of Lady Witchbeard. Whoa, uh, oh, wait, Antonio Banderas, uh, he's the late. I'm just trying to buy some time, actually. I thought I'd, uh, if I did it, he might uh, hear me, but he's, uh, okay, just, okay, so, oh, I got to do the last, where we last left off anyway. Okay, sorry about that. I just had to change the mic for Antonio, make sure he, you know, he likes it. He's important how he sounds. But so last week when we left, last left off, I had uh, won the uh, uh, help of, uh, you know, some indigenous peoples. I had lost the respect of uh, Lady Witchbeard. I was unable to regain it. And actually she went through a variety of emotions. I did not check them against the stages of grief, now that I think about it, but I don't think... I don't, I don't, I take no denial. I don't remember denial. I remember anger, no acceptance. And I think there was maybe a little bit of sadness. I don't know if that's one of them, but, uh, uh Lady Witchbeard was not happy with me because, uh, I had stolen her wit- broom dust from her cottage. I mean, I used it to save a village, but also I think what she was more mad about was something. Uh, more vague, like, like she was in a hurry, some sort of hidden agenda, or maybe, or, I don't know, but like whatever was in that cauldron, I don't know, she was disappointed and mad at me, uh, let's just say that, let's see, you know, I got, but I got things moving, it was, things were looking pretty decent, and I got the, I said, geez, we still got to beat Cortez's palace in the sun, but then they said that this angry god, you know, the angry gods they believed in were looking for a human, uh, a sacrificial type situation. You know, I said, no, I don't, I don't see that happening on my watch. Or maybe I didn't say that, but they said, Jeremy, are you going to battle? One of the gods is going to be coming. And then uh, right at the end of the episode, cliffhanger time, a dude showed up. He, I think he said his, I don't know if he said his name. He looked like... Uh, the ghost of either Christmas, uh, you know, there's the three, there, not, not, not Marley, not Bob Marley or Marley of Marley and Scrooge, uh, and, uh, Jacob Marley, who I think has played, is that Donald Duck who plays him? And not, uh, not sure if it was a ghost, a ghost of Christmas past, present, or future, because there's like, uh, in all of the movies, I love them all, or most of the ones I've seen. I don't know if I've seen the one with George C. Scott. Maybe I have, and I forget, because that one's supposed to be great. I mean, I've seen the Mickey Mouse one, Scrooge. You know, I think I, I love that one. Oh, boy, I think I've seen that the most. Uh, but anyway, I'm off track. So, but the ghost said it doesn't wear a shirt. He just wears a robe, hairy chest. Uh, long curly hair, carries around an Olympic torch. This guy looked a bit like him, but his coat was more techno, dream, dreamy coat of many colors. 
uh, almost technical or dream coat, but not probably because it's your trademarks and stuff. Uh, but he showed up and he was ready to do battle. And oh, hold on, we'll say, hey, Antonio. Yeah, but it's okay to be late. You're you're way more important to me. And I'm not saying that passively aggressively. I'm honored you be here. Okay, so uh, that's where we left off on the last episode of the Tales of the Lady Witchbeard. Wow. Uh, actually, we said you would cackle, but not cackle like, oh, yes, my friend. The tales of Lady Witchbeard. <laughs> Holy crap, that's genius, because you just did a pirate cackle. <laughs> I don't know I, I don't know how that sound will turn out on that, but thanks, Antonio. Good to see you. Did you drive all the way? Yes, I did, my friend. Okay, well, maybe I'll get you a glass of tap water. Oh, thank you. Okay, I gotta go. Uh, well, actually, I gotta. Okay. Uh, Tales of Lady Witchbeard. Alright, so as tonight's story opens, it's morning at our campsite or her camp area. And I'm uh, I'm just waking up. I'm, I'm getting out of my uh, bunk. It's not technically not a bunk, but I'll call it that because I don't want to be over descriptive. It is a the ground, okay? It's the ground, but it's not bad. It's not bad at all. Uh, but I get up and, and I, I sit up and I wipe the the evening, the night from my eyes, and I say, "She's I got a, a sense of unease, which is you know not not, not outside the norm for me." I, I do a little stretching. I, I start to uh, camp's coming awake. Uh, people are are getting up and stirring, starting to make breakfast. Or cook. Fires are burning. And I say, "Oh yeah, was that a dream last night?" When that, and then all of a sudden, nope. I see out of the corner of my eye trudging right at me. Old uh, uh, whatever rainbow coat we'll call him. So I don't violate anybody's rights, but he's he's trudging, and I said, "Man, he's a lot." Of I said, "He really is a D- Dickensian. He's a Dickensian type." Uh, I mean, he wasn't a white guy, and okay, I mean, he wasn't a redhead like a, a European-looking redhead, but still, he he was uh, Dickensian despite that fact. And he comes trudging towards me, and his uh, he he looked. Uh, Irritable would be, I said, geez, this guy looks irritable. I said that, this guy looks irritable. And he says, good morning, germ. And I said, she said, I said, I said, are you, you, I said, who, I said, you wandered into camp. He says, don't play, don't play silly with me, germ. And I said, well, I know, I just want, I, I thought it might, it might be a dream. He said, more like a, you know, bad dream. And I said, yeah, yeah. I said, man, you got up on the wrong side of the ground this morning. And then I giggled, and I gave him a little elbow. And I noticed I elbowed his dream coat, or well, whatever you want to call it. That's not a dream coat. It's, it's a techni- technically colored coat. My elbow, like, went into it like it was a vortex. But I said, well, let me see. And I said, man, I wonder. I said, go, 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 Joseph, what do do? Go, 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 Joseph, what Yada yada Joseph. I said that was like the first uh, Broadway musical. Did I mention that last week that I ever saw Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat? And I don't know if that's Andrew Lloyd Webber. I said, geez, there was like a, a biblical age there in the 60s or the 70s with the musicals. I think, I don't know. I, I like musicals, but I, I don't know any musical history. But that was the first Broadway production, I think, as an adult or a teen. I think I was 18, probably, that I saw. And it was amazing. It was amazing. And, and, and now it's because I think I've seen it one or two other. So, and I was singing, he said, he, he, now I won't say, uh, do his tone, but he said it was stop it, well, you know, the whole night. And I said, man, you are. And then he just keeps laying into me. He says, are you ready to be, be, deal with me? And I said, man, you, I say, and he said, I don't, and he, when he started me physically making fun of me. And he's talking about my nose, my hair, my fur. 
And he said, we got into it. This, he said, geez. And I said, no, this is my hair's always been like, I said, maybe I'm losing some hair, but I don't think so. I've always had silk-like hair. And I said, but yeah, you could. And so I tried agreeing with him, but I said, he said, hey, geez, we it's a huge nose you got there. And I said, well, it's bigger. Yeah, it's a prominent, they call it, actually. And then he said, he was making fun of my teeth. And I said, okay, well, yeah, you're right. Uh, I said, I made some bad choices back when in orthodontic days, removing my, you know, that's a couple of podcast episodes, but, uh, you know, removing my old braces and stuff like that. Bad, you know, what's, 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 probably they talk about me at, don, at orthodontic school. And then he said, hey, man, he was, and then he, like, at some point, his coat, I said, you look just like my orthodontist. Then my orthodontist is yelling at me. And it's just going on and on. I'm like, man. And then the next thing I know, like, everybody else at camp's catching wind of this. And then people are shame snickering. But mostly people just seem really, like, irritated by me. And people were, I can't believe, like, in perfect English, too. That was like, I was like, huh. They said, I can't believe you, germ. And then, like, other stuff started getting dug out, stuff. They said, Jesus, this guy's really busy. And I, and I said, okay, just keep breathing. And I said, buddy, if you're looking for trouble, like I said, are we dueling? Because you're, you're, you're about to uncover a heat. I said, I don't care if you're seven foot eight or eight foot seven. And I said, well, maybe. And I said, I said, because, uh, you know, I don't really don't got time for my own nonsense here. I've been trying, you know, I mean, some nonsense, but I said, I'm going to blow my stack. And, he, and then people were sitting in and I started feeling that shrinkage, uh, not just, you know, not in just one department, but inter- internal shrink. Well, a shrinkage of the heart and the, the feeling shrinkage, like, you know, emotional feeling or something. I said, okay, he's getting to me. It's turning from, ra- you know, maybe my rage is turning inward or something. I don't know what, what the uh, the team of Swedes would say that watches me when, when I, you know, during the test where they have all They say, okay. Uh, germs thinking, you know, he's going to suck his thumb next. But anyway, and then the guy, he said, this guy, who I he said, geez, I still hadn't caught his name, I don't think. Maybe I had and I forgot it. I mean, I know it now. I'm just, this is dramaturge or whatever we call it. But he says to me, he says, if you submit this, we'll all go back to normal germ. And I said, well, I said, I'm fixing for for some sort of, uh, you know, and and then he started getting real. And I said, oh, boy, I started getting irritable again. But more where you start feeling around the morning irritability. I don't know if anybody else experiences that. But it's around your eyes, and it has a certain flavor, those of us that are plagued by it. And you might take it out on a loved one, or you might just do a lot of glaring, a bit of pacing, or growling, complaining about the news. And I said, coffee, holy crap, I need some coffee. Now, other than the stolen uh, broom dust, I had brought some coffee, because I talk about that Trader Joe's uh uh, Colombian coffee, five ninety nine a pound. I always keep that at the ready, and I brought a few pounds. I said, I, I, you know, I had been altered, but anyway, and and they had worked out a couple of people. And I said, you know, you guys know anything about? It? But they had, and I said, hey man, they said I'm all. I said maybe I'll submit a little while. I said, would you submit to a cup of coffee? And he said, because I haven't caught your name, maybe I get your name, and then we'll have this. Uh, you know, disagreeable battle. Well, let's have some coffee first because I really am not feeling it. And would you believe this guy's a god? He doesn't know what coffee is. What kind of world to be a god of? I mean, they, they have cocoa, cocaine or cocoa leaves everywhere, so I'm sure that maybe it was lost in the translation or it's like, oh, then we don't have rope. I mean, you could chew on cocoa leaves, but again, I'm not paying a hell of a lot of attention to the specifics in this universe, but I said, I, you know, I said, I just want some coffee. And I say, so we'll have a cup. And I say, he said, so then he said, what's this coffee? I said, trust me, this is going to be great stuff. And, and and then he could smell. He said, well, that smells pretty good. I said, oh, believe me, it tastes as good as it smells. 
And I said, you'll take it like I take it, black, you know, dark, black, black is my heart, dark is my heart. And he said, okay. And we we had my, 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 one of the camp cooks had it, had it going, and uh, and then I said, they, they had two two cups ready for us. And then he reached for it, I said, whoa, 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 what's your name again? And he said, oh, I'm Bach. He called, said, call me Bach. And I said, like, uh. Ludwig Amadeus, Ludwig Amadeus, and he looked at me, and I said, and, and at first I said maybe he thought I was kidding, but then I said, wait, I said I get those two so mixed up, Wolfgang Mozart, but Wolfgang Amadeus, but and I'm not, and I said, okay, it just gets me more confused because I think they both have three names. So I said, and I said, well, I see, I said, hold on, you can't have any coffee till you make your bed. Make your bed roll, roll it up. And he said, I'm a god. And he said, well, you can help me with mine. Because he said, oh, I'm a god. And I said, blah, blah, blah. So we went to, and, I, and I, this was a little trick I learned with, with one about a depression, one of those depression rules. Or super productive people that, you know, don't get depressed. And they say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take non-depression and, and get it, you know, but they say, make your bed, you know, that's the one thing under your control the whole day, you know, whatever. Uh, so we made my bedroll, but in some sense we unmade it because we rolled that up and, you know, got it ready for travel. And then we started drinking the coffee and he was done with his rage, it's whatever he was doing. And he, we had, he said, this is pretty, and we talked about coffee for a while. I won't bore you with the details. And, and, you know, the full pause, I made like, I'm like, you should get, bring this up to Zeus. And he looked at me like I had 50 heads. And I said, well, bring it to one of the hydras. And then again, he didn't, I, and I said, what do you got, a thing with Romans? And I don't know if he was, I said, okay, maybe I should, I don't want to anger. And I said, what are they, are there continental gods? I, th- I said, I think that was a book. Was that Dom DeLillo, Continental Gods by Dom DeLillo? And some will say it's not Dom DeLuise. Anyway, is that a Philip? Those books are books I can't, you know, I don't think I can handle. Philip Roth, right? Continental Gods. Anyway, uh, that, that was my um, literary material, material, but it didn't work with him. But we, he, he, was, he said, you've passed the first test, Germ. And I said, well, okay then. And then I said, okay, well, I got to go try to get a Lady Witchbeard to get, you know, uh, get less mad at me. And so I went over and tried to get, and, and Lady Witchbeard just was, was directing soldiers and planning, and she was just totally, total silent treatment. And even Marina, she was, like, giving me one of those shoulder moves, like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, so I did that, and then I said, well, and then I started hearing some singing, and I said, well, geez, this guy. And I was pretty sure it was his, but I said, there's a bunch of singing going on. I said, I wonder, and I said, oh, boy, this guy's picking some bad tests. First test won by coffee and bed making, and I said, I bet you I would have lost, I wonder if I would have lost if I lashed out or gave up, fight or flight. Uh, and I said, I didn't do either. I said, I coffeeed it. Well, it gave it the old barista bed making, you know, the old barista bed. But then I was pleased with myself and I heard all this singing. And as I got closer, I saw it was him, Bach. And uh, and I said, well, and she said, I'd like to sing Amadeus, Amadeus, bop, bop, bop. And I said, who was that? That guy was Falco, the guy that said, Amadeus, rock me, Amadeus. Come and rock me, Amadeus. But they weren't singing that. They were singing as clear as day. I could hear it, yo, ho, yo, ho, a pirate's life for me. And I don't know the rest, but it's swabber and slobber and blah, 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 blah. But it was just like that. There's blah, 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 like a pleasant mumbling. And it was uh, indigenous people and uh, Spanish people singing together. All male, so a little patriarchal, but they were arm in arm. They, it looks like they had flagons of ale, and they seemed to be standing in some sort of boat. And then back said, come on, Jerm, join us for the ride. As wibble, swabble, ribble, robble, rub, ba-da-ba-yo-do. 
And I said, I said, is this the, and he said, no, 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 this isn't a test. And I said, well, that's the kind of thing a test master would say. Like, that's the first, you know, thing is, uh, if you put your name, you get it right, no matter what. And he said, just join us. And everyone's like, join us, Jeremy. And everyone was so nice to me. And then I saw the ale and I said, okay, better. I said, I better just inspect this. I said, no ale for me, thank you. My ale days are good, but maybe I should be close to this ale to monitor it. And I said, is those flagons of rum? And And then I stepped into the boat and instantly... I was inside the Pirates of the Caribbean ride in a boat with these pirates, indigenous people. Oh, no, there was no actual pirates. But anyway, everyone was a pirate this day. But it was like this. We were, they were all drinking. He handed me a drink, which he said, don't worry, it's N.A. root beer. And I said, okay, well. And I said, that would be wrong to give me. And he said, no, 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 I would never do that as a god. And I said, aren't you guys the ones that invented booze? And he said, don't worry. And I smelled it. it was root beer. So he was drinking root beer. And it was so cold and so delicious, this root beer. And so N.A., I mean, it had sugar, so it wasn't perfect. But uh, but we're in there, and I felt a little bit at ease. I said, maybe it's like the bean. I said, well, and I started to imagine when I was at Disneyland or Disney World or something above me. It was a, And I said, you know, that my regular life was just a few steps of, well, fantasy life. But that you know, just uh, so much closer than I was to my real, the real world. And you know, some vacation. I said maybe I'm a little kid on my vacation, or an adult with my kid on a vacation. And and I know, and my eyes, and this music was playing. The audio animatronics were, you know, audio animatroniking. You know, pirate with the hairy leg, and Johnny Depp was the, you know, Johnny Depp figure. Uh, then I noticed there was a buffet on the boat. And then he said, you know, he pointed out, he said, you know, if you ever decide to start drinking, blah, blah, he's a nice, like a full bar. And then he put a, he put a, uh, he put a little Jolly Roger medallion around my head, like a little Jolly Roger pendant. And he said, you can get on this ride whenever you want, Jeremy, you can come here. And he said, come on, let's get off the ride. And we got off the ride. And it became like this cartoon world where we were interacting and like, you know, time seemed to change. And he's like, we could, you know, we could play the pirates invading. We could play the townspeople. And it was all these images. And he said, you know, and then he, he we kissed the hands of a couple of, you know, and then a couple of, of uh, uh, lovely lasses, we'll say. And he said, this is it. He said, he said, you can get on the boat, whatever. He said, what do you feel like eating now, German? I said, oh, I, and he said, coffee cake? And I said, well, not really. I said, it's not really piratey. And then we were, and they said, come on, sing with us. And I said, no, probably. I said, uh, and then I started singing Amadeus in my head to try to counter. And, uh, and they said, you're telling me that, and he said, yeah, you just hold on to this medallion and, and you'll come here. He said, no one will know you. He said, geez, you could just come here and hang out and then go back to, he said, go back to wherever you want. And he said, it'll work anywhere, germ, any universe. And he said, full park access, by the way. He goes, you could go out and play at the rest of the park. But he said, this is the mo- this is the main interactive part. We're working on the rest. He said, go ahead and kiss the redheaded lips. And I said, no, no, I better. He said, he said but then, and I said, okay. And I started to picture that part of the ride where the guys are whistling for the dog. And they say, come on, come on. And then they're locked up in the cell. And the dog has a key. And they're trying. And I said, okay, picture that, Jerm. Picture that. And I said, I just called myself. And I said, okay, picture that. And I said, holy cow, Bach, this is my favorite part of the ride coming up. I go, do you know the hidden uh, stuff inside the cell? Have you ever told? And I said, I said you guys, we got to. And I snatched the key out of the dog. I petted the dog, and it was interactive, real. The dog licked me, and the guys, I said, hey, guys, we're going to let you out of your cell here. And they said, real, what? And I said, you know all that secret stuff you got stashed in the back? And I gave him a couple winks. 
And he said, you know, you guys can leave as soon as, we, you know, these guys are going to come in. We're going to show them all the cool stuff you got hit. And they said, oh, the cool stuff. And I, they, and I said, yeah, that cool stuff. They said, what, the cool stuff or the super cool, amazing stuff. And I said, these pirates are good liars. And they said, oh, wait, is this a lie? But then I saw some cool, I, I, said, I said, oh, yeah, there's probably some behind the scenes crap in there. Hidden Mickey or some shit. And I said, "Come on, guys! Everybody in the in there!" And then the back and all the and then they went. And I slammed the cell door, locked it, threw the key into the river-like thing, whatever the hell you know. It's a river. I ripped off the pendant. Unfortunately, I said, "Oh boy, nothing I'd love more than full theme park instant access with a buffet boat, buffet bar boat." But I threw that in there, and then I said, well, how the hell am I going to get out? Am I going to be trapped in here? And they said, well, I just got to get out of the ride, I bet, and I'll be back at the, you know. And I remember they had a restaurant, so I waited a little bit, Wade, W-A-D-E-D. And they went out through the restaurant. But it looks like it's outside, but it's inside, and then it goes out, and then, boom, I'm back at the, uh, uh, back in wherever we were, uh, germ camp, we'll call it. And I said, okay. And then I said, well, I wonder how long that'll keep him busy for. And I started walking around camp, and everybody's getting ready to go, and everybody's like, hey, Germ. And I'm like, hey. And so they, no, no, we're just kidding. We're just kidding, Scooter. And I said, oh. And then somebody's like, hey, Germ, Germ. You know, one of the Spanish soldiers like, hey, Jerem, let me show you, let me show you this uh, water carrying thing I invented, and he 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 had it, and it was like this cool, I don't know, it was like this thing you ran, it was like basically super soaker, but the only way to charge it is by running, and he's like, this will make the kids run, Jerem. Is that isn't this great? And he said, oh, sorry, Scooter. He said, you're the best leader ever. I said, oh, thanks. And I said, something's terribly wrong here. And he said, nothing's terribly wrong with you in charge. And then I said, I said, I saw a boy. And then they uh, started walking around. Everybody said, hey, scoot, scoot out. Great job. You know, more coffee. But worse than the words, I mean, in a positive way, if there's a positive version of worse, but that's not better because it's filled with foreboding was people's eyes. They They looked at me with this look. That was some sort of healthy appreciation. And I said, well, said, oh, God. They said, I'm not capable of seeing that. Maybe it's capable of being shot at me. But I knew something was wrong. Because I said, well, geez, I said, I can't, you know, I can't see in the gray area of uh, healthy appreciation. And I said, mostly I just see repulsion or like, oh, well, gee, well, I see your fundamentally flawed germ. So I said, okay, this is, and then I saw a box standing there it, 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 where I was headed, which was Lady Witchbeard's command post, the second in command post, or what do you call it, logistics area. And then I started to notice there was more, the coaster I got, there was this beautiful tent, and there was more uh, w- women there. And then they were looking at me with this healthy look, and I said, oh, geez, I said, uh, but he couldn't help but, you know, be affected by it. Mostly, you know, I guess I was affected by it, as I'll say. And uh, a box waiting there for me near this tent, and he's just laughing. And he's like, people love you, germ, scooter. And I said, I said, uh, I said, maybe, maybe they do, but I don't think it. I said, I said, what have you done? And he said, I've just made them aware of all you, you know, and I said, and I said, yeah, but what have you done to me? Because I, I said, even if they're like, well, he's doing his best, this germ. I said, I shouldn't be able to detect that. And he said, isn't that nice, germ? And I said, I, I said, it's very disorienting. And he said, do you remember when you are first? And I said, oh, good. I said, I don't want to be talking to you about this. I said, if you're a demigod or something, you already know. But he kept going, and he was talking about this movie I saw as a young man. Not, not even X movie, an R-rated movie. With, uh, as they said it back then, SSC, strong sexual content, nudity, rated R. 
And then that's when I'd say, oh, boy, well, he said, thank goodness for the uh, one-week free Cinemax or weekend of Cinemax. But this was even before that, when I was at a, whatever they call it, a, a formula, formula. And he's saying this to me, though, formulative age or whatever, formative stage. And he even used the word budding sexuality. And I said, oh, God, I don't want to talk about this with another human being that I'm not paying money. So that there's some sort of boundary, you know, even if it's sliding scale. I said, I'm just, and he said, but then he looked at me with these comfortable, healthy eyes, like we were friends and that we wasn't a, a you know, estranged. And I said, what the heck? He's talking to me about my budding childhood sexuality. And I'm not, and when I look at him, I'm not freaked out. Uh, but he said, he, t- he talked about this movie and, and how it uh, led to me you know, forming this titillation around some some things. And he talked about this one scene with these two women, and they it, it was kind of like a painting in some sense because they were ta- talking about this guy, that one of them, and then they were talking about sex and sexual attraction to him. And as I said, she's in the movie, just a bit full. It was called Hard Bodies 2, just full disclosure. I don't want, you know, but, you know, I'm just a human being. These are these are formulative experiences of all our lives in different ways. I'm not trying to purvey it or say that this is how all sexuality is or, you know, because I realize, I don't know, I should, I should but I felt so comfortable with Bach at this moment. They said, Jesus, should, should women have it been, did this affect how my relations with women, objectification? And he said, no, no, Jerm, it didn't affect it in that way. And I said, and then, but then I got the sense, I'm like, wait a second, I'm not paying this guy. So I said, this is just a series guy, because I think, it, and, I, and then he said, why don't you step inside the tent? And, and I stepped inside, and he said, he said, by the way, you know, I don't know something because as I stepped inside the tent, uh, Marina and Lady Witchbeard were, were kind of playing out the scene from the movie, but in more of a context that would have been easy me easy for me to fall into uh, the fantasy. And they were talking about Germ, and they were uh, part, you know. Uh, in a state of undress, but not full undress. They were still covered, but all their body, you know, nude parts were covered. But it was titillating for, 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 for something about the crossover into the tent. And the fact that I was like, wait a second, this guy, like some of my unhealthiness, my mental unhealthiness, or my human, human, humanity, or my corroded adulthood, whatever, crossed through when I said, this is. This is not attractive or titillating to me, uh, taking, you know, uh, forcing Lady Witchbeard and Marina into these roles and hearing them talk about me is so blatantly false and so passive. I guess, I don't know, Not, not this is not in a, um, a feminist uh, manner, but more of like uh, how deep my distur- own disturbances go. That I was like, this is not attractive to me. Probably them being attracted to me it was probably a big part of it. But something shook and I, they just exited the tent again, and and he put his head down. And I was like, that was win number three, huh? And I, I said, w- w- what would have happened if I had uh, taken them up on that offer? I said, was that really them? And he said, it doesn't matter, German. I said, well, what would have happened if I... Uh, if I did, you you would have won. What would have happened to everyone? And he said the gods would have their sacrifice. He said something would happen to these people, you know, and they would go, as you say, live on a farm somewhere in the sky. And he said, you know, what, what would ha-? and I said, well, what would happen if it was just that one dude? And he said he would have came and served us, you know, and, and then all these, if you would have lost, all these people would come and serve serve us. And I said, and, and I said, you guys are locked in some kind of battle. And, and he said, I, I can't explain it, Jeremy, because we still got another test. And I said, well, what happens if I win? He said, you, you, he goes, that's doubtful. He, he said, that's doubtful, you'll beat me. And I said, well, what would happen? And then people started to gather around, and I think I was more agitated than I thought at first. And he, he, he said, he, I said, well, what happens if I win? I said, do I get you to keep you? And he said, you, he said, you could, he said, 
And he said, do you really think you can beat me, Jeremy? And I said, I said, I don't know. And he said, he said, I said, he said, why don't you try? And I said, well, what if I refuse? And I said, what you? and then someone said, someone said, refuse what? And they said, he wants me to fight. And the, the people started saying, it's time for Germ to fight the God. And I said, yeah, this guy's some kind of God. Don't worry, folks. I got this. You know, we're going to talk it out, hopefully. And they said, get him, Germ. You know, people, and then the drums, drums started playing. I said, hey, we have drums? I said, what in the heck? It was bu and he, I said, well, I don't, I don't want to be a part of your, your, your angry God test or whatever. And he said, you're the only one that can save these people, Germ. And he said, I have one last, te- one last test for you. And 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 I, and I said, uh, and he said, you, he goes, you know, it was bad. He goes, he goes, are you ready for it? And I said, I said, I said, I don't, I said, I said, why do I? I said, ah. But then everybody started cheering me on, and then part of me started getting really irritated. And I said, I guess you can see why these people gather together. I said, what the heck is wrong with you gods? Like, why are you pitted against these people? But then I looked around, and everybody, was, everybody looked so healthy. And you know, even though it was warriors, I got the sense there wasn't a war. And I said, just warriors, my term, I think that's the main, main, you know, main difference. And probably hunters that we had co-opted. I don't know, but, but, you know, semantics again. And he said, you're the one to save us, Jeremiah. And he was looking on, and he was kind of smiling. But he was dancing a little bit like he was a good boxer. And then part of me was like, I'm going to mess it. I, I said, I'm going to have to take care of some some God business. I said, I don't know how I'm going to do it. But then I heard a, a female voice say, you're our only hope. And at some point, there were some drums, but it, it echoed and, and hit, hit the exact wrong pitch. Where I said, wait a second, whoa, 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 whoa. And I said, this guy's been digging around in my subconscious. I said, he's good. I said, that was Princess Leia. And I said, what the heck he wants me? And then I said, and, I said, and the people were, come on, Germ, save us. Well, you're the only one. And I said, oh. And then he froze because he saw me. Like, for, I froze, I guess, or I did a pause. And I and, and he, he said, are you going to save these? He said, are you going to take me, Jeremy? Are you going to save these people or not? Are you going to let them all uh, come serve us? Yeah, but the people knew what he meant. They, they muttered something in their own language. And then they let out. Her, and, and then I turned to the people. I said, he said, I need your help. They said, I can't take on this God alone. I said, we need that colored technically... A coat of many colors. I said, take the, we need it. And I said, it's not, I, I don't know. I made a speech that was so good. I forgot it, unfortunately. It was the heat of the moment. And I said, I, said I, I don't know. But I said, it was basically, I said, come on, let's get this guy. Who does this guy think he is? He's pushing all you around. And then I said, gosh, gosh, gosh. And then boom, everybody, we jumped on him. Somehow they got his coat off him without a ripping. And that was it. He was defeated, I guess, because the test was, I don't know what the test was, uh, some sort of unique test. And the people put the, the coat around me. And I said, I get to keep this coat. Is this no, no, no tricks, right? No tricks I want. He said, you, you, you're the victor, Jeremy. You've defeated me. And I said, if I would have lost, yeah. Uh, I said, I really, I would have been fine though, right? He said, yeah, you would have lived on Pirates of the Caribbean or in some sort of lustful universe forever, you know, with constant lust or constant debauchery as a pirate. And I said, I said, eternally? He said, no, 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 that would be, you know, that would be torture. He said, but a full life. He said, you know, pretty perfect. Uh, near God, like, but he said, yeah, we would have blown a volcano off and taken out these villagers, you know, so we could have them for ourselves. And he said, when, and I said, and I said, well, what now? He said, well, he goes, you can, you know, you get one, 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 one wish. And I said, and the coat, right? And he said, yeah, and the coat. He said, what's the coat do? And he said, you'll have to figure that out. And I said, but I can get you to do anything. He said, no, no, not anything. He goes, uh, he still, he goes, you wanted a combination lust by, and I said, well, it would have been cool, but 
No, I think I need you for something. First, I got to talk to Lady Witchbeard because I've been thinking about this. I said, you, I said, you're kind of at war. I said, something's going on. And he said, there is germ. And I said, all right. So I went and I found Lady Witchbeard and she was still ignoring me. But because of the hubbub, she had been sitting by herself, kind of watching it from afar. And I said to her, I said, I said, uh, I said, hey, Lady Witchbeard, uh, could, could, I, could I talk to you for a minute? And she said, she said, you, you, you beat the gad germ. And I said, I had to tell a white lie, kind of. I said, maybe more than one, but he was telling me. And he said, Lady Witchbeard, we need to talk. And she said, all right, German. I said, I'm sorry, I stole, I shouldn't have stole the broom dust. And uh, I apologize, I was wrong. And she said, that's fine, Germ. And, and she looked like she was already ready. And I knew. She, I said, okay, that's it. She had that apology face. Like she was going to, like she was ready to do a piggyback apology where you apologize to someone. So then they apologize to you. Like they piggyback on your apology because it's already awkward. But then they're kind of ripping you off. But then you say, well, if you're not going to be mad. But anyways, I, I, had, I had other stuff to say before she could sneak in her piggyback apology and i said which were in the land i said my mind's racing a bit but in the you know one of those just the right amount of coffee ways and i said i started to formulate this plan as i realized i had taken down back and you know we had beaten him but i realized like a plan needs a mission they say i was starting to think about the a-team and i said i wish i had a pl- i wish i remembered the plots of the a-team but I remember, you know, they would come up with a plan, but that was because they had a mission. But the reason they had a mission is because they had a reason, Lady Witchbeard. You know, they were, they said, well, usually there's a reason. And it's like, if somebody's meeting the kids because they want to keep them away. I said, anyway, she said, I don't watch the A-team. And I said, I know. And then she handed me the uh, Interstellar DVD. And she said, she said, read the plot on the back of the DVD cover. And I, but I looked on the front, it said uh, Interstellar, but in, it was like a, instead of director's cut or any, I said, well, it was already a director's cut, I think. It said current circumstances cut. I'm not kidding. I swear, as, as you know, a plaza, you know, it said uh, Interstellar, you know, it had all the normal, but it said uh, current, you know, what did I say? Current conditions? No, current circumstances cut. I guess current conditions would be if it was raining all, you know, it would be raining in the movie the whole time. But I read the back of the cover, and I can tell you the plotted movie had changed in a way that disheartened me greatly. Uh, and that's all I'll say about it, but if for a moment I was at a loss for words because I knew... They said, well, geez, if the interstellar, the movie's changed. And I, and I said, I can't think about it. And I said, I got to focus. And I said, I, and I said, well, Lady Witchbeard's trying to do. And I said, Lady Witchbeard, they said, are, are you here on a mission or a quest? And she said, uh, uh, what do you mean, Germ? And I said, you, you know exactly what I mean. And she said, no. And I said, I said, you're a pirate. You know what a quest is. And I said, Lady Witcher, you know what? You know the difference between a mission and a quest. Are you here on a mission or a quest? And he said, I said, because I thought we were here on a quest for vengeance against Cortez or some a, a quest. And there was silence. And, and it, I, she, I guess she was about to answer me, but I think it'd be best to stop here, you know, because they say, Jesus, it's like even more. We we talked for a while, so it was so a good spot to stop, because we, we know she took so such a long pause. It was so long. It's going to take a, it was a week long pause in our world. So we'll be back next week. I I hope you're asleep. But if not, good night. And thanks so much for for listening.